Hi, welcome to today's program. This is Kennedy with Living on God's Word. Today we're going to be reading 2 Corinthians chapter 11 from the Jesus Bible NIV edition. We'll review key takeaways and we'll end our session with a prayer. So let's go ahead and get started. Paul and the False Apostles I hope you will put up with me in a little foolishness. Yes, please put up with me. I am jealous for you with a godly jealousy. I promise you to one husband, to Christ, so that I might present you as a pure virgin to him. But I am afraid that just as Eve was deceived by the serpent's cunning, your minds may somehow be led astray from your sincere and pure devotion to Christ. For if someone comes to you and preaches a Jesus other than the Jesus we preached, if you receive a different spirit from the spirit you received, or a different gospel from the one you accepted, you put up with it easily enough. I do not think I am in the least inferior to those super apostles. I may indeed be untrained as a speaker, but I do have knowledge. We have made this perfectly clear to you in every way. Was it a sin for me to lower myself in order to elevate you by preaching the gospel of God to you free of charge? I robbed other churches by receiving support from them so as to serve you. And when I was with you and needed something, I was not a burden to anyone. For the brother who came from Macedonia supplied what I needed. I have kept myself from being a burden to you in any way and will continue to do so. As surely as the truth of Christ is in me, nobody in the regions of Achaia will stop this boasting of mine. Why? Because I do not love you? God knows I do. And I will keep on doing what I am doing in order to cut the ground from under those who want an opportunity to consider equal with us the things they boast about. For such people are false apostles, deceitful workers, masquerading as apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. It is not surprising then if his servants also masquerade as servants of righteousness, their end will be what their actions deserve. Paul boasts about his sufferings. I repeat, let no one take me for a fool, but if you do, then tolerate me just as you would a fool, so that I may do a little boasting. In this self-confident boasting, I am not talking as the Lord would, but as a fool. Since many are boasting in the way the world does, I too will boast. You gladly put up with fools since you are so wise. In fact, you even put up with anyone who enslaves you or exploits you or takes advantage of you or puts on airs or slaps you in the face. To my shame, I admit that we were too weak for that. Whatever anyone else dares to boast about, I am speaking as a fool. I also dare to boast about. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they Abraham's descendants? So am I. Are they servants of Christ? I am out of my mind to talk like this. I am more. I have worked much harder, been in prison more frequently, been flogged more severely, and been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received from the Jews the forty lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. I have been constantly on the move. I have been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my fellow Jews, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, and in danger from false believers. I have labored and toiled 
and have often gone without sleep. I've known hunger and thirst and have often gone without food. I've been cold and naked. Besides everything else, I face daily the pressure of my concern for all the churches. Who is weak? And I do not feel weak. Who is led into sin? And I do not inwardly burn. If I must boast, I will boast of the things that show my weakness. The God and Father of the Lord Jesus, who is to be praised forever, knows that I am not lying. In Damascus, the governor under King Aretas had the city of the Damascenes guarded in order to arrest me. But I was lowered in a basket from a window in the wall and slipped through his hands. This is the end of the reading. So a couple of takeaways here. First, we see that Paul is talking again to the church of Corinth. He's reminding them that he didn't take anything from them. They didn't feed him. They didn't give him any collections. He actually robbed, in his terminology, other churches in order to serve the people of Corinth. And he's coming to them and giving them a stern warning about these super apostles that are walking around Corinth and proclaiming to be speaking on behalf of Christ. He's saying, judge them for who they are. They're false prophets, and they do not speak for Jesus or the words in the Bible. And he's saying over and over again how much he has suffered. He is boasting about all that he suffered, how many times he came to being dead, how often he was persecuted by everyone, Jews and Gentiles alike, and how, again, he's been in danger and land and sea and everywhere he's ever been. So he's basically saying, I have full authority to let you know that these are false prophets by just comparing them to the word of God and also um, that they are trying to enrich themselves and take advantage of you. And this has come from someone himself who has nothing to gain. He has never taken a dime from them. It's also another way of Paul telling the church of Corinth that we're here to suffer. And whether you serve God or whether you serve the world, suffering is part of your life existence. And just like he became a servant of the Lord and then really endured suffering on behalf of the Lord, and he considers that a privilege, we are to expect the same. So we are not to be um, that deluded and lied to by these prophets or these church leaders who talk about prosperity gospel, where if we just ask God, all will be given to us. And if we don't receive it, then it's a sign that we just don't have enough faith. Paul is clearly speaking against this. There's nowhere in the Bible that guarantees us comfort and riches in exchange for our prayers. We are to suffer in exchange for glorifying God and being a part of his church. So let us pray. Father God, thank you for your message again. Thank you for these words that speak to our hearts. These words that open up the true meaning of what it is to be a Christian. That we come here and we choose our Lord if we're fortunate. We choose Christ. We ask him into our life. We are made righteous in front of God but that the reality of that means that we are here to just fulfill the purpose that God has for us 
and to be part of his bigger church. And that a lot of that is going to entail suffering and challenges and perseverance and overcoming the obstacles that come in our path. And that there's nowhere in the Bible where we're guaranteed happiness and no troubles and no challenges. So, Lord, we thank you that we are fully aware of this truth. We ask that the Holy Spirit come into our lives and manifest itself in our lives. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. This concludes today's reading and interpretation of 2 Corinthians chapter 11. We hope that you will join us again tomorrow. God bless you. This is Kennedy, your brother in Christ, always.